Hello, my name is Wang Yan, and I am a reporter with News China. With our podcast, we aim to provide insight into the current trends of modern China, allowing you to clearly see what's happening today through a historical lens. Today, we will introduce how the Japanese tea ceremony, or chado, the way of tea. First originated from China before evolving into something quite different from Chinese tea culture. China is home to a long-established and flourishing tea culture. In many ways, Japanese culture is fundamentally influenced by China. In its earliest form, Japanese tea practice was no more than a duplicate of Chinese tea culture, but over time, it gradually took on its own features. Leading to the formation of the uniquely Japanese way of tea. The origin of tea culture can be traced back to China's Tang and Song dynasties, when a group of Japanese monks were sent to China, where they drew upon Chinese experience in tea drinking and preparation. For instance, Chinese monks used to drink tea for its refreshing effect to keep them awake during long hours of meditation. This practice was observed by their Japanese counterparts and taken back home. As early as 804, during the Tang Dynasty, a Japanese monk called Seicho traveled to Zhejiang Province in eastern China to study deep Buddhist meditation at Tiantai Mountain. When he returned home the following year, he brought some tea seeds and planted them in Kyoto. And this is believed to be the beginning of tea cultivation in Japan. In addition, Seicho introduced to Japan the classic of tea written by Lu Yu, China's most prestigious tea master. In recognition of his major contributions to Japan's tea industry, Emperor Saga even composed poems paying tribute to Seicho. At this early stage. Japanese tea culture essentially featured Chinese characteristics inside and out, which could partly be seen by reading much of its tea-related poetry, which closely resembled those written in China at the time. After time, tea culture in Japan suffered a period of decline, but there was an upsurge of interest in tea during the Kamakura period, around the beginning of the 12th century. Thanks mainly to a Buddhist priest named Insei, who became widely known as the father of tea in Japan. In his earlier years, Insei set off on his journey to China to study Buddhism, and upon his return in 1191, he took back large volumes of religious texts as well as tea seeds. It is said. That the tea seeds from China were planted in Kosaji Temple in Kyoto, and that they produced tea of the highest quality and value. Based on his deep understanding of Chinese Buddhist and tea cultures, Insei wrote a book in Chinese, "Drinking Tea for Health." It was Japan's first ever book on the topic, and it's worth pointing out. The book introduced China's particular style of tea preparation, pancha, in which powdered tea is placed into a bowl, hot water added, and then the tea and hot water are whipped together. This is considered to be the origin of Japanese matcha. 
In fact, Ensel was more focused on the medicinal effect of tea than anything else. In his book, Ensel regarded tea as something of a magical drink for maintaining one's health and a universal medicine for treating diseases. This perception could hardly be echoed by the Chinese, who were accustomed to having tea as a daily beverage. In a continuous promotion by Ensel, tea became ever more popular first in temples and then among the elite and warrior classes. Tea gatherings were held everywhere in Japan, and specially designed rooms were built for tea events exclusively for privileged groups. People started to take interest in tea competitions, tocha, where contestants could win extravagant prizes for guessing the best quality tea. The Japanese tea industry continued to evolve during the Muromaki period, when these bustling tea gatherings were regarded by many as a form of social misconduct that lacked sufficient etiquette. In response, the eighth shogun, Ashikaga Yoshimasa, who served in that position for 24 years throughout the mid-15th century, ordered the establishment of first Chashizu, a purposely built tea room where noble-style tea ceremonies were performed in a more solemn and austere manner. Another influential figure in Japan's tea history is Murata Juko, who was commissioned as master of ceremonies at tea events. Inspired by the spirit of Zen, Juku combined the essence of religious, public, and noble tea activities to found the Son style ceremony. Son means small thatched roof hut, so a Son style ceremony is imbued with simplicity and minimalism. It was also Juko who first elevated the concept of Chado. According to Juko, Chado is all about spiritual purity and enlightenment with the ultimate goal of achieving universal peace. Arguably, Chado was implemented as a way of maintaining social order and encouraging obedience among the masses in Japan's feudal society. It was not until the middle of the 16th century when Son-style tea was further popularized by San Oricchio, who lived from 1522 to 1592. He is credited with shaping Japan's tea culture into the art form it is today. In an effort to make Chado more accessible to the general public, Rikyu modified the four principles of Chado proposed by his predecessor Juko. Originally, the four principles were King, Reverence, K, Respect, Sei, Purity, and Jaku, Tranquility. Rikyu replaced the King, Respect, with Wa, Harmony, a much milder term. He also placed more emphasis on the importance of K, Respect, in a highly hierarchical society with warriors at its center. According to tea rituals defined by Rikyu, a fixed set of exquisitely designed procedures are to be followed when conducting tea ceremonies. These procedures cover a wide range of aspects, from the design of the venue and choice of tea utensils 
to details of tea preparation, clothing, gestures, and even what words to exchange. It is easy to see how one might feel completely lost when first experiencing a Japanese tea ceremony. A typical tea gathering would last as long as four hours, during which bows were frequently exchanged between the host and guests receiving tea. For a gathering of one host and three guests, it is estimated that some 231 bows would be exchanged. More surprisingly, bows were classified into various forms according to the degree of formality of each occasion. Since either excessive or insufficient courtesy would be considered inappropriate, official rituals, whether in Japan or ancient China, were always guided by political climate and enforced by the ruling class to safeguard the established order. Tea rituals and related traditions were maintained for the same purpose. Take Rikyu's family, for example. Beginning with San Soutang, grandson and third-generation successor of Rikyu, the Yamato system was adopted for inheriting the family tea business. The Yamato system is characterized by a hierarchical family structure, where the supreme authority lies with the Yamato, who has inherited the secret traditions from the previous Yamato. Only the Yamato, the grandmaster. Was entitled to provide training and award certificates to apprentices of a particular ceremonial style. In fact, performing the seemingly complicated procedures in chado were also seen as an expression of Japanese ethics, advocating a world view of austerity and serenity, with an appreciation of beauty that is imperfect, impermanent, and incomplete. Tea rooms were decorated with dark and dim colors, as opposed to bright ones. The ones sought after Chinese tea bows lost their appeal, and Japanese tea aficionados began showing a preference for Korean ceramics, which were known for their rustic, unpolished appearance. After that, under the supervision of Rikyu, handmade tea ware appeared and was similarly unglazed. Speckled and unevenly colored, piled alongside these were other forms of tea vessels that would be deemed to be of inferior quality in a Chinese cultural setting. What might have also puzzled Chinese observers about Japanese chado was its tea room or chashizu. To enter a standard chashizu, guests had to literally crawl in through a low square entrance only seventy centimeters high. For the Japanese, the chashizu served as a spiritually pure space that must be separated from the secular world by a narrow opening. The unique philosophy is called wabi in Japanese, and there is no equivalent in English. Simply put, wabi is a subtle state of mind centered on authentic beauty and spiritual purity, rather than the pursuit of material gain, a state in which the essence of chado lies. Nevertheless, the spiritual beauty of wabi in chado was necessarily measured in secular terms when it came to the social status of guests and exquisite rituals. It is therefore fair to say that chado should never be subordinated to the status of a food tradition, 
lifestyle, or method of social intercourse. No one could give a better explanation of chado than the late 19th century Japanese scholar and art critic Akakura Kakuzo, who was the first to introduce chado to the Western world. He argued in the Book of Tea that tea is more than an idealization of the form of drinking. It is a religion of the art of life. This ideological approach to tea is a unique cultural phenomenon in Japan and could hardly be found in Chinese tea culture. Though one may encounter the similar term cha dao in some Chinese literature, it simply refers to a tea event or ceremony as opposed to the highly ritualistic Japanese cha dao. The most commonly used tea in cha dao was the familiar powdered green tea called matcha, a practice that originated during China's Song Dynasty. Although the tradition of powdered tea by and large died out in China shortly after, it took root in Japan. To prepare matcha, tea leaves go through several procedures before being ground into powder. The result is a cup of tea with a light greenish color and a bitter taste. As an alternative, the thick version of matcha tea is intensely bitter and can be a quite a challenge to those new to the experience. Considering that thick tea may cause certain side effects, when taken on an empty stomach, the Japanese developed a tradition to eat chakaisaki before tea was served. This practice sets the Japanese chado apart from Chinese tea drinking traditions. In conclusion, the different historical and social backgrounds of China and Japan gave rise to two distinctive ideas about tea. Over the centuries, the Chinese tend to adopt a more practical approach. Drinking tea at the office is as common and casual as a cup of coffee in the U.S. For the Japanese, by contrast, tea has become highly symbolic and by no means an ordinary beverage. That is the end of our podcast. Thank you to our writer Li Weitao, translator Liu Junhuan, and copy editor Scott Pruitt. We hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for listening. See you next time.